0: Well, let me encourage you to open your Bibles with me to the Old Testament book of Psalms. We're looking at Psalm 4 this morning. And for those of you that may be wondering, we are pre-recording this message uh, because we want to make sure we didn't have any problems with being able to share this on Sunday morning. So uh, this is this is being pre-recorded. Um, I am not right now, uh, at least not the time you're watching this uh, standing in the worship center. Um, but uh, I hope you're with me. Uh, in Psalm 4, um, and I mentioned this at the welcome, but you can also find the worship guide for today on our church app, and you can find that church app uh, on Google Play or the Apple App Store, and just a place where you can take some notes and you can, you can record your response to God's word today. But uh, let me encourage you to open a Bible with us to Psalm 4. I'm going to begin reading with the first verse, and we're going to read all the way uh, to the end through verse 8. Answer me when I call, O God of my righteousness. You have given me relief when I was in distress. Be gracious to me and hear my prayer. O men, how long shall my honor be turned into shame? How long will you love vain words and seek after lies? But know that the Lord has set apart the godly for himself. The Lord hears when I call to him. Be angry. For you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. Let's pray that God would encourage us and challenge us through His Word today. Father, we thank You for Your Word. We thank You for this psalm that expresses great confidence in You. God, I pray that You would put in us great confidence in You. I pray that You'd help us To understand what it is that you want us to understand from this text. And God, I pray that you would teach us now in Jesus' name. Amen. Let me ask you, how have you been sleeping lately? Are you sleeping well? Or are you having trouble sleeping? Are you restless? Waking up throughout the night. Sleep is extremely important for our health and our well being. I know that I am more productive and I'm in a better mood when I have gotten sufficient sleep. And I'm sure that would be the same for you as well. So, how can we sleep in peace? Well, I Googled how to sleep in peace, and here are some of the results. Find a good night's sleep and inner peace. Ten ways to get peaceful sleep, no matter how stressed you might be. Eight tips for more peaceful sleep every night. How to sleep better if you're stressed. 21 Bible verses for sleep. And on and on. Over 400 million results. Psalm 4 can help us Discover how we can sleep in peace. Now, one thing I notice about this psalm is that the psalmist is confident in the Lord. The Lord keeps him safe and secure. The Lord has given him relief when he was in distress. It appears that the psalmist is being persecuted or mistreated. Men are turning his honor into shame and are seeking after lies. Now, the way I understand the structure of the psalm, the the psalmist is addressing God. He's addressing his opponents. And it appears to me other worshipers. If you notice, verses 1 and then verses 6 through 8 are directed to God. We would call this prayer. And then verses 2 and it looks like verse 3 is directed to his opponents. And then verses 4 and 5 are directed to other worshipers like the psalmist. So in verse 1, he calls out to God. In verse 2, he confronts his opponents. And then in verse 3, he confesses his faith in the Lord. So I want you to notice first thing. Is that the Lord hears and answers our prayers for help? The psalmist is confident that God will hear and answer his prayer for help. This is seen at verses 1 and 3. So let's begin with verse 1. The psalmist cries out to God, Answer me when I call, O God of my righteousness. You have given me relief when I was in distress. Be gracious to me and hear my prayer. So he asks God to answer him when he calls out in prayer. And he refers to God as God of my righteousness. Or, as the Christian Standard Bible puts it, God who vindicates me. God is the one who declares us to be righteous through faith in Him. The Apostle Paul, in in speaking of the salvation that we have through faith in Christ... In, in the book of Romans, he says, to the one who does not work, but believes in Him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is counted as righteousness. So God makes us righteous through our faith in the finished work of Jesus Christ. So God has answered the psalmist in the past. And here He calls out to God, And he asks for God to respond in grace, in the present, to hear his prayer. But after calling out to God at verse 1, the psalmist confronts his oppressors at verse 2. And these oppressors are shaming him and seeking lies about him. Verse 2 says this, O men, how long shall my honor be turned into shame? How long will you love vain words, And seek after lies. Now we don't know the specifics of what's happening to the psalmist. We we don't know the specific historical context and the situation that the psalmist was experiencing when he penned these words. The title connects this psalm with David who was the king of Israel. There were certainly times in David's life when he faced opposition. And it appears here that people are shaming the psalmist and they're seeking falsehoods about him. But in spite of the mistreatment, the psalmist confesses his faith in God at verse 3. The psalmist says, know that the Lord has set apart the godly for himself. The Lord hears when I call to him. So the psalmist confesses that the Lord has set apart the godly for himself. So he may have opponents. He may have those who are trying to shame him, those who are trying to seek lies about him. But here he confesses that he is on God's side and that God is going to hear his prayer. The godly are in special relationship with God and God is hears their prayers. Psalm 34 verse 15 says, the eyes of the Lord are toward the righteous and his ears toward their cry. Do you believe that as you pray that God hears you and that he is going to answer you? Do you believe that? Do you have the confidence that the psalmist has where he can say right here at verse three, the Lord hears when I call to him. Now we should pray at all times. In fact, 1 Thessalonians 5:17 tells us to pray continually or pray at all times. But it's in times of trouble that we may be most aware of our need for God and therefore we pray. It's when our back is against the wall and we're feeling the pressures of life and we're going through the storms of life, it may be in those moments that we most recognize our need To communicate with God. So like the psalmist, we should pray to the Lord, knowing that he will hear and he will answer. But he continues at verse four. And here's what I want to say. We must be careful with anger. Now, translations may render this differently. You might be reading a translation of the Bible. I think the New American Standard Bible would be an example of it. I think the NIV would be an example of it where you see tremble. Maybe it says tremble with fear. But the translation I'm reading from says be angry. And I understand verse 4 to be referring to others like the psalmist who are worshipers of God. And so he says, be angry and do not sin. Now, there are opportunities throughout any given day for us to get angry. When you don't accelerate quickly enough, when the light turns green, the impatient driver behind you may lay on the horn and you might get angry. When you go to the pantry or you go to the refrigerator and you reach for that carton of milk or you reach for that box of cereal only to discover them to be empty, you might get angry and you might wonder why your family didn't throw it away. When your child doesn't do what you've asked them to do, after you've asked them to do it multiple times, you might get angry. When your coworker disrespects you, when your boss is demanding and has unrealistic expectations, we could go on and on with more examples. Or like the psalmist when someone is trying to turn your honor into shame and someone is seeking after lies about you. Might cause you to be angry. Essentially, the psalmist is saying, be appropriately angry, not sinfully angry. I can't speak for you, but when I get angry, it's, it's often the sinful anger that I think the psalmist is here telling us to avoid. James in the New Testament offers us wise counsel. He says, know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger, for the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Now, the Apostle Paul in the New Testament book of Ephesians is referencing Psalm 4. And in Ephesians 4, verses 26 and 27, Paul says, Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger and give no opportunity to the devil. Now what Paul is essentially saying here when he says, Don't let the sun go down on your anger. He's saying, Don't hold on to your anger, but deal with it quickly. Because if you hold on to that anger and you don't deal with it, you're giving the devil an opportunity in your life. Well, here the psalmist says at verse 4, he says, be angry and do not sin. Ponder in your own hearts, on your beds, and be silent. Now, I don't know exactly, but I wonder if Paul's point in Ephesians 4 about not letting the sun go down on our anger is is somehow connected with the second part of Psalm 4, verse 4. When the psalmist says, Ponder in your own hearts on your beds and be silent. Or as the Christian Standard Bible puts it, On your bed, reflect in your heart and be still. So you think about pondering or or, or thinking or contemplating or maybe meditating when you lie down to go to bed. Taking time to consider, to reflect, is there something you're angry about? Well, if we take the words of Paul in Ephesians 4 and we don't let the sun go down on our anger, but rather we deal with it, then as we contemplate on our beds and we ponder in our hearts, if there's some kind of anger that we let it go, we practice silence before God, we seek His help. Because it may just be that holding on to anger may in fact result in Sleeplessness. Verse 5, the psalmist says, offer right sacrifices and put your trust in the Lord. Give to the Lord what is right and trust in him. When you are being mistreated, trust in the Lord. As you lie down to sleep, trust in the Lord. And then notice, beginning with verse 6, the Lord gives more joy and satisfaction. Than material prosperity. Verses 6 and 7 there are many who say, Who will show us some good? Lift up the light of your face upon us, O Lord. You have put more joy in my heart than they have when their grain and wine abound. Now, once again, the psalmist calls upon the Lord. He asks for the Lord to lift up the light of His face upon them. Essentially, it's a request for God's blessing on His people. And then the psalmist proclaims that the Lord has given him greater joy than that enjoyed by those who experience material prosperity. Now, in an agricultural society, having an abundance of grain and wine is a cause for celebration. In our contemporary context, receiving a pay increase and experiencing financial blessings and having an abundance of material goods is exciting. But what the psalmist is here saying is that what the Lord gives is far more satisfying. God alone can give us the greatest joy. So I wonder, are you seeking that which will give you Lesser joy or the Lord who will give you the greatest joy? Do you have an appetite for God? Seems like I remember that this idea of an appetite for God is associated with the late C.S. Lewis. We have appetites for many things. Bigger and better things, newer and more advanced gadgets, food, drink, sex, success, the list goes on. We have appetites for so many things, but do we have an appetite for God? Can we say with the psalmist, as a deer pants for flowing streams, so pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? Here the psalmist confesses that God has put more joy in his heart than the joy enjoyed by those who have an abundance of grain and wine. And then notice what the psalmist says last of all. And I want to put it this way for us. We can sleep in peace because the Lord keeps us safe. In verse 8 it says, In peace I will both lie down and sleep. For you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. Now the psalmist may be facing distress and persecution. He may be facing storms of life, but he can sleep in peace because the Lord watches over him. He may have men who are trying to turn his honor into shame and he may have those who love vain words and are seeking after lies. But he can declare that in peace he will both lie down and sleep for the Lord makes him dwell in safety. I want you to think about how vulnerable we are when we're asleep. We're not conscious of what's happening around us. We're vulnerable to attack when we're asleep. And yet the psalmist can declare that in peace he will sleep knowing that the Lord will keep him safe. In Psalm 118, it says, The Lord is on my side, I will not fear. What can man do to me? Hebrews chapter 13, so we can confidently say, The Lord is my helper, I will not fear. What can man do to me? Now like me, you may make sure your doors are locked at night. But our safety is not found in locked doors alarm systems, or guard dogs, our temporal and eternal safety is ultimately found in the Lord. You know, verse 8 would be a great verse to commit to memory. To, to take this verse and to, and to hide it in your heart and to reflect on it as you lie down to sleep at night. To be able to say with the psalmist, in peace, I will both Lie down and sleep, for you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. Make sure the doors are locked. Do your due diligence to protect yourself and your family, but understand and know that your safety is found in the Lord. So how do you sleep in peace? We sleep in peace when we know that God has set us apart for Himself. The Lord hears us when we call to Him. He is our protector, He keeps us safe. What hard things are we experiencing right now? What is keeping us up late at night? What is keeping us from sleeping through the night? Turn to the Lord. Seek the Lord knowing that He will hear and answer. Trust in the Lord and sleep in peace knowing that He will keep you safe. The psalmist here is confident in his relationship with the Lord. Are you? He trusts in his God who keeps him safe. Are you trusting in the Lord? Do you trust in the Lord in the midst of the storms? the literal storms that arise as well as the storms of life that come our way. Sleep is a gift. According to Psalm 127, it is in vain that you rise up early and go late to rest. Eating the bread of anxious toil for He gives to His beloved sleep. God gives us sleep. And we can sleep in peace when we know the Lord and we trust Him. And according to what we find in the Scripture, according to to, to the, the revelation that God has given to us in the Scripture, God has given us His Son, Jesus Christ. God has given us the gift of eternal life through Christ. And through Jesus, the Prince of Peace, we can have peace with God. God gave His Son, Jesus, to die on a cross for my sin, for your sin. He took the punishment we deserved and he died for it and he was buried and on the third day he was raised from the dead. And if you will confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you will believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. So when we trust in the Lord, God gives us peace. The psalmist says in Psalm 121, I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. God gives us sleep as a gift. And in peace, we can both lie down and sleep knowing that God alone makes us dwell in safety. But while we sleep, our God is always awake and aware. He watches over us. So church, let us pray with confidence And let us sleep in peace.